Okay, so first of all, a big mazel tov and a big shkayach to Yisrael Meir. Make you see him ashas for opening his home. Hashem should bless you with continued atzlachi, continued nachas, and simcha, the whole house should be full of shef, of bracha, of atzlachi. Amish Adbali Dai. Adbali Dai. Now I, I was telling I was telling Rejoy before that you know Tzaddik writes in one place, Mamish Divrinavua, that he says that as you get closer to Mashiach, he promises, Ratzadik promises that you're gonna see that Rishchaidish and Sudas Rishchaidish is gonna become more popular. So it's like I'm Mamish I, I, I can't tell you how happy I am that Hashem that we have uh, this, you know, this chazaka going already, more than a chazaka, to get together for a shchaydish, for bringing, to, to have a suda, to have nigunim, some words of Torah a little bit. It's much a big schos. In the very least, we're at least trying to make the rotsen of our tzaddik kind of a blend that's already developed in the So, Hashem should continue to bless all of us. We should be able to do this again every shchaydish and Yishalayim our kaydish very soon. Okay, so, it's shchaydish other days. So you have to get ready for uh, Purim a little bit. Okay, so let's, let's talk about Purim. Let's about Purim a little bit. You know, everyone knows that um, one of the main mitzvahs of Purim is Umeshleich Manis right? Essential Achmanis. So we know that in the Achreinim, one of the major reasons to explain why Chazal, why Mordechai Nestor, why, the, uh, why Chazal instituted this mitzvah of Meshleich Manis is Laharbeis Reyes, right? To increase friendship, Ahava Nachva, closeness. So it's interesting. If you were to ask me, you know, if the Indian of Mishlech Manis, one of the major Inyanim, is at least to enhance friendship, so I would say that part of the Takana, in the very least, should be that every year, send Shalach Manis to someone you don't know. Send Shalach to someone new. You want to add friends, you want to create more relationships with you. No, so Chazal didn't do that. But it, more than that, and what, what do we see every single year? You have the same, you know, the, the Rebetzins come up with the same Mishleich Manis list. There's the same people that you're giving Mishleich Manis to every single year. So it's very nice, don't get me wrong. But wouldn't it be an Indian of sending it to Dafka new people? More than that. The Bach writes in, uh, in, in Hilchus Purim, the Bach points this out, that Adarabba, Adarabba, the Iker Takon of Mishleich Manis was Dafka to send to people that you do know. To Dafka, your closest friends. That's why he says that the Kana was to only send to one person, right? Matanislav Yainim is to give to two poor people, but Mishlech Manis is to give only one person. Why? He says not everyone has a lot of friends. Everyone should find one person that you're friendly with, right? So the whole Indian of Mishlech Manis is da'adra, but to send it to people that you already know. Laharbis Reis. So the question is, I don't know if you ask me, that's, I mean, it's pretty good to know people. You already have a relationship with this guy for 50 years, you know? Send to someone new. And Adra, but Davke sent to the people that you already sent before. What's, what does that tell us about Purim? What's the Indian? That's number one. Number two. A major theme in the Megillah, and this is something that we also find in the Minhagim of Purim, is the Indian of clothing, of changing clothing, wearing clothing. In the Megillah says we find this very much, the Indian of clothing. Uh, everything that's, that's, that's around the... When, when things start to turn for the positive in Megillah Sester, it's always revolving around clothing. Batilbash Esther Malchus. She wears royal clothing, and with that, she has the confidence to go into Achashverish. When Achashverish tells Haman, you know, what do you think I should do for my best friend in the world? And so Achashverish, so Haman says, he thinks it's about him, right? As we know, he should wear the keser of the king, wear the levushim of the, of the king, the levushim of the king, and eventually that's put on Mordechai, as we know. It's a simon of the, of the story taking a turn for the better. So Esther's wearing beautiful clothing when she, 
when things start to get good. Mordechai is wearing clothing of the king when things start to turn for the positive. And the scene that the Megillah paints to sort of show that, you know, to sort of like if you had to take a, a you know, make a poster of the moment of Geula, it says, it says in Pesach, that Mordechai leaves the palace wearing clothing, royal clothing. So the whole Indian is wrapped up with clothing. And we find this in the Minhagim of Purim, as we know, it's an old, old minig, of being machlif begadim, of changing clothing, wearing costumes, changing, co- changing outfits. This Indian of, of, of wearing clothing, Indian of clothing, so we have to be masber, what does that have to do with Purim? Why is that, what's the hiskashas with that with Purim? Okay. Finally, <laughs> The bad guy of Perm, as we know, we all know from the time that we're little kids, who's the bad guy? Haman's the bad guy. Sorry. See, the clock, yeah, I know, so it's, good, it's good timing, it's not a good time. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So Haman's the bad guy. What is Haman's Indian? So Haman hates Yidin. He hates Yidin, he wants to get rid of Yidin. But we know that according to Chazal, there's another bad guy, Achashverosh. What's interesting is, is that you would think that these are the two and these are the two bad guys of Purim. So you would think that they should both hate the same thing. Haman we know hates Yidin. So Achashverish should probably also hate Yidin. But in the Gemara we find that Achashverish's in was not so much against Yidin. I mean when he finds out Esther Malka is Jewish, that doesn't really throw him so much. So so what really bothers him? So the Gemara Darshans, the Gemara Megillah says, his name Achashverish is a simon to what he really is about, what his real Rishis was about. The Gemara Darshan's Achashverish is Ach Reish, Ach Reish, that Achashverish is a brother of like mind, he's a like-minded person with another evil character that's called the Reish. Who's the Reish that the Pasuk is referring to, the name is referring to? Nebuchadnezzar. This is called the Reish. What was Nebuchadnezzar's Indian? Beis HaMikdash. Beis HaMikdash. That was Nebuchadnezzar. He destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Gemara, the Indian of Achashverish, the Hisnagdas of Achashverish was what? He was opposed to Beis HaMikdash. So you have these two in Yonim. Haman hates Yidin. And Achashverish hates Beis Amigdash. That's why the whole Sudas of Achashverish is revolving around the fact that the second Beis Amigdash is not being rebuilt. Kalim, Kalim, Shoinim. Ad Chatzia Malchus. I'll give you everything, Esther, except for Bidin by Yishaini. So the whole of Achashverish is really not so much against Yidin, it's against Beis Amigdash. Now, once Haman offers, once Haman offers to get rid of Yidin, well, if there's no Yidin, there's no Beis Amigdash either. But Achashverish's Yidin was really against Beis Amigdash. But what's interesting is, is that even though that's true, and the Gemara makes that point clear that Haman is Lahashmalar Labed, whereas Achashverish is really his focus is based on Migdash. But the Gemara gives a mushal, Rabab and the Gemara gives a mushal to compare this shutfis between Haman and Achashverish, what's it compared to? So the Gemara says a mushal of two people. One person, they both own property. One person has a huge ditch in his property, and another person has a huge mound of dirt in his property. And each one's thinking, Rabbanish Lailam, if only I could find someone that would sell me dirt. Rabbanish, if only I could find someone that, would, uh, that, would, uh, that I would pay to be able to have a ditch to put my dirt in. Until finally they make a shidduch with each other. And he's like, keep your money. Adarabah, you're doing me a taif. And each one says, you're doing me a taif. So says the Gemara the same thing. Haman and Achashverish also have the same issue. You didn't have the same issue. And finally, finally, when Haman comes to Achashverish, keep your money. Do whatever you want. You're doing me a taifa. What the Gemara seems to be indicating is that in truth, although it might seem as though Haman's Hisnagdus was against the, the existence of the Jewish people, whereas Achashverish's Hisnagdus is against Beis and initially it might seem that those two are separate things. Obviously they're interconnected, 
If you don't have Yid, you don't have the base of Megdash either. But the Maisa, they're two separate in Yonim. But the Moshe that the Gemara gives is clearly indicating that it's the same thing. It's the same thing. In other words, the base Hamigdash, based on this Gemara, has to be redefined, not just as a place that the Jewish people have or had in order to bring Karbanas. Rather, the Beis Hamigdash is Kihi Beis Chayenu. The Beis Hamigdash is a place in which a certain, the deepest aspect of who Yidin are, their very existence is Beis Hamigdash. When Haman wants to destroy the Jewish people and Achashverosh wants to destroy Beis Hamigdash, it's one and the same. To destroy Beis Hamigdash means to take away the heart and to take away the soul, to take away the essence of, of the Jewish Neshama. That's what the Beis Hamigdash is. And therefore, even on the outside, they might look like enemies that are focused on different aspects and are opposed to different things. But in Pneumius, it's one and the same. They're both looking to destroy the Jewish people. Haman in a very chitzonistic way, and, uh, and Achashverish in a Pneumiistic way. So this is what we have to figure out. What aspect of Nishmas Yisrael does the Beis HaMikdash express? What does it mean exactly that the Beis HaMikdash is Beis Chayeinu? What is it about the Beis HaMikdash like that? What, what does that mean exactly? What does it mean the Jewish people with Beis HaMikdash and the Jewish people without Beis HaMikdash? And in what way is Purim sort of uh, expressing what the Jewish people mean with Beis HaMikdash? <clears throat> Alright, so it says in Pasuk, I had a taiva, it's okay, I had a taiva to go a little bit deep tonight, is it okay? Yeah. It's okay? Fine, fine, okay. I feel like it's been a while. I don't know. So it's like this. It says in Pasuk, Kiyad al Kais Ka, Mechamal Hashem Ba'amalak Midar Dar, yeah? Kiyad al Kais Ka, Yud K. It means the Pasuk is Bimagala to us aside. That the Rabbanu Shalom created the world in such a way where there's such a thing as Ra, there's such a thing as evil in the world. And the way the Mekubalim explain, the way the Arizal explains, is that the way the Rabbanu Shalom made it is that the Rabbanu Shalom obviously until Mashiach comes wants there to be evil in the world. He wants us to have the Yitzhar, that's part of the deal. It has to be Bechira, Bechul. But the Achiza, the point, the, 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 the root, the point in which the Yitzhar and evil is able to draw Chiyas. Everything has to draw Chiyas from the Rabbanu Shalom, from Elokos. Nothing exists, God forbid, outside of Hashem Yisbarach giving Shefa to that reality. The table exists right now that we're, standing, that we're sitting in front of because the Rabbanu Shalom is is being mashpia, the Rabbanu Shalom is, is bringing his divine light into this reality, allowing the table to be. That's true for tables, it's true even for Ra, even for evil itself. And the vehicle through which the Rabbanu Shalom brings his light into the world is through his divine name, Yudke Vavke. The reason was Magal the following thing, that the most basic level of energy that the Rabbanu Shalom has decreed from the beginning of time to give to the Eight Sahara to just allow it to be, to be there as an Yisrael that we have to handle, we have to deal with, comes from the two final letters of Yudke Vavke, Vavke. That's the achiza, that's the, that's the connection, that's the hold that the klipas, that the other side could have on Vavke. That's why Vavke equals Begimatria Yud Alf, it's 11, which corresponds to the 10 sons of Haman plus Haman himself. That's, that, that's predestined. The Rabbanu made such a thing, there should be an Haman in the world and there should be the 10 sons of Haman. 11, they have a, there is such a thing that there should be Ra, such mitzvahs. But the Gaiva of Amalek, this is, where, this is where Amalek goes a little bit, not just a little bit, goes way beyond what is supposed to be Kivyachal. The Gaiva of Amalek is, is that the Sitra Achra, embodied by Amalek, 
wants to raise itself up higher and draw chiyas and draw life force, not just from Vovke, but even from Yudke. And this is the mulchama that the Rabbanu Shalom wages against Amalek. It's one thing I created you that you should have an achiza to Vovke. That I'm not going to have time is if you remain with that. But the fact that you want to have an achiza and Yudke, kiyad al kais ka, mulchama l'ashem ba'amalek midar dar. This is why Amalek is begimachi, the word rum. Rum means gaiva. It's gaiva. Yeah. What do you think you are? Vovke is where you should stay. You want Yudke too? Which means, if the Indian of Amalek, the Indian of that clip of Amalek is what? Is an attempt to be oiches, and to draw chiyas, and to be makalkal, to be poigim, that place that's called Yudke. So it must be the Indian of Purim, which is the mapola, the undoing of Amalek, and bring Amalek down from its high place. So it must be the Indian of Purim is connected with bimasakin, this pagam that Amalek attempts to do to Yudke. So let's investigate that, what that means exactly. What is this, what is this attempt on Amalek's part to be Pagim and Yudke, and what's our avoided to be Masak in that? So let me share with you a Torah that we find from the Ariyah Kaddish. I mean, this is, uh, this is still not the, I'm still not explaining yet, okay? So you have to bear with me a few more minutes, and then we'll begin to explain. In Sharuch HaKadosh, the Rizal talks about the Pagam that Chas Hashom, a Yid, can cause to oneself through the I guess called Avera through the, the the issue of Gaiva, of Gaiva. Listen to what the Arizal says. Da, you should know. Just a couple lines. Gaiva, everything has its place in kedusha, right? There's no such thing that is purely evil. Everything is, everything has its place. The question is, is it going to be hijacked by the Eitzar? So even Gaiva, even that sense of of Gaiva, whatever. It's hard to translate the word gaiva. We all know what gaiva is. That haughtiness, whatever. So that sense of gaiva has its place in Kedusha. Where is its root? Where is gaiva supposed to be? So there is al gaiva The place of gaiva in Kedusha is found in Yudke. Why? So he says, Those are the two highest letters of Yudke Vavke. So in there is contained the mystery of gaiva to Kedusha, of holy gaiva. Asher Aleim Nemer said the reason. This is the pasuk where it says, "Havaya Hashem Melech Geus Lavesh," that Hashem is Lavesh. Hashem wears clothing of Gaiva, Yudke Vavke, and it's connected specifically to Yudke. Now the pasuk says the reason explains. We'll explain it in two minutes. Hashem Melech Geus Lavesh, two Gaivas. Says the reason. In the letters Yudke, there's a remez to the word Gaiva twice. How? First of all, the word, the letter is Yudke is 15, which equals Vigmachia, the word Gaiva. Okay, that's Gaiva. That's one remus to Gaiva. Another remus. We know that every single letter of the alphabet can be spelled Bimiloi, as we know. So Yudke is, Pashat Yudke is 15. And then you have Yud Bimiloi, Yud Vavdalit, Yud. And then Hey, Hey, Hey. If you take the hidden letters of the Miloi of Yudke, so in other words, Vavdalit of Yud, and the hay of hay, right? So that's also gaiva. Two gaivas. Two gaivas both contained in Yudke. Hashem Melech Geyus Lavesh. These are the two gaivas that are, that are supposed to be in a place of Kedusha, connected with the letters Yudke. Said there, Rizal. When a Yid. You know if they could. Uh, let me keep it down over there. It's a little distracting. Kisha Adam is Goy Lamata. 
said the reason when a person has chas v'shalom, when there's a pagam of gaiva, when a molek, which is gematria rum, right? When a molek takes over a person's heart and begins to convince the person to sort of, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 to become a bagaiva. Kishadim is gorlamata, when a person has unhealthy and unholy gaiva down here. Goyerim pagam lamala, causes a pagam above. What is the pagam? That all of a sudden, the sitrach, Ramolek, doesn't just have an achiz on vavke. It begins to climb the ladder, chas v'shalom, and be pagim yudke, which is where holy gaiva comes from. But says that result, the only level of gaiva, of kedusha, that the sitrach is able to damage, is the, is the gaiva that's connected to the miloy of yudke. Right? Because remember, there was two gaivas, right? Hashem Mech Geus Lavish, there's two gaivas. There's the Yudke Pashat, which is 15, and the Miloy of Yudke, which is 15. The second gaiva, the lower gaiva, which is the Miloy of Yudke, that's where there could be a Pagam. Zezak Dari. Vulgarim Takbaris Aklipis, Sheyizgo Vyalu Ad Mokim Yudke. Through gaiva, which is unholy, it causes uh, a Yenika, it causes an Achiza to the Sitra Achra to the letters Yudke. And they could be oiches and drochies from the miloy of yudke. So that's the pagam, that's the damage that gaiva does. Says the gaiva. So what's the tikkun? What does a person do? So says the rizal, very simple. All a person has to do is to reconnect the gaiva that comes from the miloy of yudke back to the gaiva of the simple letters of Yudke. The, simp- the gaiva that was a remez of the letters Yudke, that was not damaged, it's impossible to be damaged. The klipa is able to be oiches and to damage the gematria of gaiva that's hinted to in the miloy of Yudke. So what's the kavana? So says the result is the kavana. To imagine the, the, the miloy of Yudke, those letters Vav Dalet and the final hey of the miloy of hey, which equals the gematria, which has been because of the person's gaiva, disconnected from the Pashat letters of Yudke, and your Kavana is mentally, that's what the Rizal says, to mentally reconnect those letters of Gaiva from the Miloy back to the letters Pashat, and to, re, and to reconstitute in your mind's eye a full Shlemus of Yudke, of Yud Vav Dalet, hey, hey, and you put it all together, that's bringing Gaiva back to its root in Kedusha. Zizak the Rizal. And he says, and by doing such a thing, you're returning Gaiva to its proper place in Kedusha, ripping it away from the hands of Amalek. Uh, and and who is the, who's the proper owner of Gaiva? That's the Rabbanish Loyalim, Bal Gaiva, Hamitis, Asher Loya Asa, who he deserves to, have, to be Mizgoev, Loya Zulasa, no one else. Hashem Melech Lavish. Okay, Azazak Dariya. All right, so what, what does this mean in Avoida? What does this mean that there's two levels of gaiva connected to Yudke? And uh, by having a gaiva shaloi bikdusha, you're able to be pagan the lower gaiva, and the tikkun is to reconnect it to the higher gaiva. And this is all connected to the pasuk vashem melech geus lavish, that, levu, that levush, the clothing of gaiva. So, what's the understanding of that? How do we put that together? So, it's like this there's the Gemara in Chagiga. The Gemara Chagiga quotes a pasuk b'mestarim tifkenavshi mivnei gava that Hashem says, "I cry in a hidden place. I have my hidden place that I cry in mivnei gava because of gaiva." What does that mean? So the Gemara Chagiga interprets this pasuk is referring to churim beis hamikdash. 
that when the Beis was destroyed, the Rabbani Shalom cries, Bibnei Gava, what does it mean Bibnei Gava? Says the Gemara, Bibnei Gava son shal Yisrael, because of the Gaiva that should be by the Jewish people, was taken from them and given to the guy. In other words, this Gemara is giving us a definition. The Gemara is revealing to us a secret, that if you want to know what Gaiva to Kedusha looks like, what does it mean to, be, to have Gaiva in a holy way, the Gemara is identifying that, that the, kedu, the gaiva that Nishmas Yisrael should naturally fear, should naturally feel, is Beis HaMikdash. And Churban Beis HaMikdash means a removal of that part of Nishmas Yisrael which should be Mizgoya, which should be Mizgoya. And the problem of Churban Beis HaMikdash is that what until now was found within Nishmas Yisrael a reason to be Mizgoya is now being taken from us and being given over to the Klippa. Nuzchurim Beis HaMikdash is itself a pagam, a destruction of Gaiva. Where Gaiva should be in the jurisdiction of Klai Yisrael is now being taken from us and now being polluted and damaged by the Sitra Achra. What does that mean? So what's the reason for Yid to be Mizgah? What is it? In other words, Jewish confidence. You're awake, you're awake now, yeah. Okay. Why does it do that? I'm not sure. Okay. Jewish confidence. Jewish confidence. Why should a Jew be proud? That's the question. What we're seeing from here is that there is a, there is a place in Nishmas Yisrael that is the root of pride. That's the root of pride. And that root of pride in Kedusha are the letters yud And there's two levels to that gaiva. And ultimately, Gavosin Shal Yisrael, this place of gaiva within the Jewish heart of holiness, which is the letters yud within Nishmas Yisrael, because Shimcha Krasa B'Shemenu, Klai Yisrael are called by Hashem's name. So the letters Yud K of Hashem's name exist within Nishmas Yisrael, and that's the root of our healthy confidence and 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 and, and, and Gaivet the Kedusha, and that itself is Beis Hamikdash. So what is what is the root of Jewish confidence? The answer is nothing that you could explain. The reason why a Jew should walk around confidently and the reason why a Jew should be proud of oneself. If you ask a Yid, no, why, 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 do you, why do you stand tall? Why do you have confidence? Why do you think you could conquer the world? If he starts listing all of the reasons, well, you know why I think I could be puzzled so much? Why do you think I could like, start uh, learning all of Shas? Like, why could I do that? I'm sorry. <laughs> So, if re- if, so he'll start giving reasons, right? He'll start giving explanations. Any explanation that a Yid gives as to why they feel strong, why they feel confident, all of that is clearly not the reason. The real makar, the real reason of why Nishmas Yisrael, why a Jew should feel strong and confident and absolutely fearless, is because there's a part of you which is mysterious. The essence of Nishmas Yisrael is a better one. Okay. The essence of Nishmas Yisrael is a soid, is a secret. It's a secret. See, the letters Yud K in Hashem's name versus Vav K in Hashem's name, always in the Samarit Hashem, Vav K always means what is understandable, what's relatable, what's, what you're able to put down on paper, what makes sense to you. That's Vav K. Vav K is Rosh Tevis, the Sogel Haaretz. 
Vesogel arts means with things that are earthly, things that make sense. When a person is able to make a list of all their accomplishments and say, oh, this is why I'm proud of myself. This is why I feel, you know, fearless in my avayda. This is why I feel confident. This is why I get out of bed in the morning because of all the things that I've done. And mistam, I can continue to do them. That's all vavke. It's gewaldic. But it's all vavke. The real side, what does yudke mean? Yudke means nister. Yudke means side. Yudke means mysterious. Yudke means yismuchu hashemayim. It means that which is intangible. The root of gaivet kedusha, the root of a yid, of, of, the, of the confidence of a yid, is not coming because of anything that you could explain about yourself. Adarava. The true confidence of a yid is because coming from the fact that you don't know who you are. And I know that who I am deep down is mamisha's side. It's a mystery to anyone else. And it's a mystery to myself. And because who I am is a mystery to everyone else and to myself, it means that I'm coming from a higher place. And whenever you come in contact with something that's coming from a higher place, all of a sudden you're, you're always humbled by that. The side of Yud K in Nishmas Yisrael is that we should be humbled by our, to ourselves. You know who we are? We don't even know who we are. There's nothing that's... In, that, that, that's the, the, the biggest reason to be Mizgoya is because there's a part of yourself that's mysterious. That's where your gaiva comes from. You see, the klipa, and that's what the Beis HaMikdash is. What would happen when a Jew walked into Beis HaMikdash? You know what happened when you walked into Beis HaMikdash? When you walked into Beis HaMikdash, the Beis HaMikdash revealed to you that you don't know who you are. You think you know who you are. You think you have certain milas and certain chesroinus, certain unbelievable gifts, and certain limitations. You don't know who you are. That's what Beis HaMikdash means. It's Gavosin Shal Yisrael. That's what the Beis HaMikdash is. It's Gavosin Shal Yisrael. It's the letters Yudke. It's the mysterious part of who you are. You don't know who you are. The Gaiva of Klipa. What's the Gaiva of Klipa? The Gaiva of Klipa is to be able to, to heart hijack that natural, holy source of confidence that a Jew should feel because of the mystery of Nishmas Yisrael, what the, what the Sitrach, what Amalek does is to hijack that guy and to say, this is why I'm confident, because of X, Y, Z. And once you could list off why, and then all of a sudden it, it morphs into something a little bit less holy, which is, these are my accomplishments and they're not his accomplishments. Uh, all of a sudden, now already we're talking about a gaiva that I'm, I'm powerful because he is weak. And now it's already not a gaiva that's internal. It's not a gaiva that's coming from within myself because there's a mystery within, within me that no one knows about, that no one can understand. And that's where my sense of, 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 of bigness comes from. All of a sudden, the gaiva, the klipa, is what? Is that it goes into yudke and it disconnects the higher gaiva of Yudke, Pashit, from the gaiva of Miloy of Yudke. You see, those two gaivas means that, of course, the person, even gaiva de Kedusha, the person is able to list off his accomplishments and he feels good about himself 100%. But those lists of accomplishments that he's proud of, he sees them as still connected to the mysterious gaiva. And how do I know? What are, what are the... What, what are the reverberations of the mystery of my neshama? The reverberations and the simonim of how I know that there's something inside of me which is deeper than anything I can imagine is, as, is all these amazing things that I was able to accomplish. But that's not why I feel proud. I don't feel proud because of these things. 
Once you feel proud because of these things and you disconnect the gaiva of the milu of Yudke from the gaiva of Yudke itself, then all of a sudden you, are, you start off as being proud because of these accomplishments. But then it, it deteriorates as what? Is I'm proud because of these accomplishments and I'm even more proud because you don't have these accomplishments. And then it becomes just Stam Gaiva, the Gaiva of Klippa. That's the Pagam of Amalek. Amalek is always Haman, Haman, what's Haman? The whole, the whole Indian of Haman is Gaiva. The whole Indian of, of Haman is, is that he cannot stand the very thought of there's one Jew that's not bowing down to him. Well, type Mishagas. And then when he has this thing, he wants to kill Mordechai because Mordechai is not bowing down. It's beneath his dignity to just kill Mordechai. He has to get rid of the entire nation of Mordechai. Why? Because if, one, if that guy, if that Yid didn't bow down to me, maybe there'll be another Jew that doesn't bow down to me. He's so terrified. He's so terrified of there being anyone out there that doesn't hold him up to be Rashkebahag. Why? Because the gaiva that he's building within himself is not coming from within himself. It's not coming from an inner confidence which stems from an inner mystery. It's coming from what? It's coming from Stam. It's coming from the fact that I have certain things in, re- in relation to other people that they don't have that. And as soon as other people out there start having those things or they, they consider those things to be less significant, then all of a sudden I'm nobody. And I have to now protect myself and build myself up. It's a, it's a gaiva that's not connected to the secret of Yudke. This is Beis HaMikdash. Beis HaMikdash is Gavosan Shal Yisrael. Gavosan Shal Yisrael means that the ultimate root of Nishmas Yisrael is mysterious, and that's the source of your confidence. The source of your confidence is this deep awareness that we are not from planet Earth. And because of that, we have the right to be... To be to stand up tall with our, with our necks held high over everything of planet Earth because we're not from planet Earth. How do, what are the simonim? What are the reverberations of the fact that we're not from planet Earth? In, how does that make itself known? It makes itself known from all the amazing things that Claudius are able to accomplish individually and collectively. But that's not why we're proud. Those are simonim to indicate. Those are, that's the gaiva of the milu of Yudke that is seen just simply as an extension of the much mis- more mysterious root of gaiva, which is that, that, that we don't know who we are. And that's why we're so amazingly confident, because we know that whatever kaiches we have is, is, is mamisha drop in the bucket compared to we, what, we, what we talk have within us. Because we're not, we're not, we, don't, we don't come from this place. This is the secret of Purim. The Yontav of Purim is a celebration of what? Of the mystery of Nishmas Yisrael. Is Adloyod, is that you don't know who you are. You think you know who you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know what another Yid is. You ask the question, why is it that Mishleich Manas is Davka to send a gift to someone that you already know for 50 years? The answer is the secret of Purim is that you think you know that person for 50 years. You think you know that is. You don't know who that person is. You've never met that person in your life. You've never met yourself in your life. You don't know who you are. And the fact that you don't know who you are and the fact that there's the deepest part of you you've never met before, that's where your sense of confidence comes from. Because since there's a part of you that's more mysterious, that's more profound, that's more esoteric, that's more elevated that anything that this world can possibly contain. Vavke is this world. Yudke is Shemayim. And that's where you come from, Yudke. So because of that, everything of this world pales in comparison to you. So of course you stand up tall. Not because you're, not because you're great uh, 
in inyanim of Olam Hazeh. Your greatness in Olam Hazeh is indicative. It's a simon. It's 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 a it's it's again it's a it's a reverberation of the fact that there's a part of you which is heavenly, and that's why you're misguided. And when you look at another year for the for the for the for the thousand thousands time, you're seeing the year for the first time. This is the inyan of lavush. The inyan of the lavushim of perm is what. He said, everything is lavush. You think you know that person, you don't know that person. His entire existence, everything he's done, everything he said, everything he, everything he expresses, within him, even the things that he knows about himself is only a lavush to who he truly is. Hashem melech geus lavesh. The Medrash tells us that the Beis Hamigdash is compared to the lavush, the garment of Hashem. There's a reason why in Tishbav, we, we don't wear a talis gadol, right? You don't wear a talis on shachris. Why? So it says in the Medrash, because the Rabbani Shalom ripped his garment, which is the Beis HaMikdash, so we don't wear our Cheshavah garments of the Tal's Gadol. It means the Beis HaMikdash is called the Lavush. Hashem Melch Geus Lavesh. The Beis HaMikdash is the, is the garment of Gaiva. It's the Gaiva, the Kedusha, that's within Nishmas Yisrael. And that Gaiva of, of Kedusha, which is Beis HaMikdash, is the mysterious part of Nishmas Yisrael. Let's go back. Haman wanted to destroy the Jewish people. Haman wants to get rid of the Beis HaMikdash. It's one of the same. Because by getting rid of the Beis HaMikdash, what it's saying is, is that Jewish people are not mysterious. That all there is to a Jew is that they're a human being. That's all they are. Gavaldiga human beings, great accomplished human beings, smart human beings, all the amazing things. But ultimately, human beings. And the source of their pride is because they're greater human beings than other people. That's Gaiva de Klippa. Once you take away Yud K from Nishmas Yisrael, you killed them. You killed them. Once you look at Yid and say to that Yid, I know who you are. Once you look at yourself and say, I know who I am, you've just committed suicide. Because you don't know who you are. And by, by saying to yourself, I know who I am, these are my milas and these are my weaknesses. And that's the sum total of my existence. You just committed suicide. You took away Yudke, you took away the base image from yourself. You took away the mystery of yourself. And now your entire confidence is completely based on your accomplishments vis-a-vis other people's accomplishments, which is Gaiva of Klippa. That's the Rum of Amalek. The Avoid of Purim is to be able to bring ourselves back to life. Kihi Beis Chayenu. And the way to bring a Jew back to life is to believe that with all my milas, all the psychologists of this world, you could go to, you could have an entire, you know, an entire wing in some in some place in Vienna where all the big chachamim, you know, uh, of uh, psychology are working on you, you know, they're, you're their pet project for their entire lives, and they're trying to uncover all the kaychas and nefesh that you have, all your big mouths, all your big chachamim, the secret of Purim is, with all the sophistication, all the doctorates that these guys can write to define what a person is, they don't know what a person is, and neither do you. And because you don't know who you are, because there's a part of you which is a soid, which is mysterious, that's why you should be misguided. That's why you should be confident. And this is the clip of Esav. And this is Mamish, what the world is going through right now. In Tagdi Kenesha, Esav is described, the Rosh says to, to Esav, which is Amalek, Ram, the Gaiv of Amalek, in Tagdi Kenesha, if you raise yourself up, you're flying, soaring to heaven like an eagle, that you think you're going to be the Balabas, you're going to be big, big, big in the Rashkabag of the entire universe. From that place, the Rebbe will throw them down. Why? Because there's no mystery in Esav. Esav is Pesha Tulafayim. Esav puts out his hose and says, this is who I am. You want to know who I am? Look, I have kosher hose. That's the essence of who I am. But on the inside, there's no kosher simon on the inside. Why? Because there is no inside. It's all chitzonius. 
That's the clip of, of Amalek, that's the clip of Esav ultimately. Amalek is a primus of Esav. The difference between Nishmas Yisrael and Esav, the difference between Kla Yisrael and Amalek, the difference between Mordechai and Haman is what? Is Haman, there's nothing there. There's nothing in Haman. It's all Gaivet de Klippa. What's Gaivet de Klippa? Is that I am because he is not. So what are you? Let's say there would be, let's say that person wouldn't exist and there's no one to compare yourself to. What if happens if you're on a desert island? Then who are you then? I'm nobody. So what type of Metzius do you have when there are people then? Your entire Metzius is dependent on other people. Haman is, is, is you know, Kala Paisa my Paisa, right? If you, if you, the Gemara says, if you call someone a Mamza, Mestama, you're a Mamza. So Haman is, is, is trying to decree to destroy the Jewish people, to, to obliterate them from existence. That's just reflecting, right? The, Haman is just reflecting. Because inside himself, he feels he doesn't have an existence. So I, you're going to tell me I don't have existence, you don't have an existence. Why? Because Haman doesn't have a mitzis. What's his mitzis? Who am I? I'll tell you who I am. I'm not that guy. So, so who, I asked you who you are. I, he can't answer that question. Only Nishmas Yisrael can answer that question. Nishmas Yisrael is a side. And you can't answer that question. What you can say is, I don't know who I am. And that's what makes me so amazing. Because I don't know who I am. There's a secret. There's a side of Nishmas Yisrael. This is the premise of Purim. The Simcha of Purim is Adeloyada. That you reach, you ask, who am I? This, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Until you get to that place where you're able to reconnect the gaiv of the milu of Yudke with the gaiv of the poshut of Yudke, which is that everything in my life that I'm able to explain of who I am, these are all levushim. They're all derivatives of an inner gaiva, an inner identity that I don't know who I am. And that's the source of my strength. Hashem shall bless each and every one of us to be able to look in the mirror and to say, I talk, I don't know who I am. And to look at another yid and say, Shalom Aleichem. Who are you? And the Yid's going to say, I have no idea. Who are you? I have no idea. And that's Simcha's Purim. That's Simcha's Purim. The Baruch Hashem Mamish with a Simcha Adbali Dai. The Vyaskal Tzadeg. Merafi Menu Amen.